What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Fumi Abe from the Asian Not Asian podcast. Just wanted to let you know that our next Hack City comedy show is going to be January 15th, 8 p.m. at Canal Street Market. That's 267 Canal Street. Tickets are available online. Just Google Hack City Comedy Eventbrite or go to our Instagram page at Asian Not Asian Pod and click on the bio link. It's the monthly comedy show Mike and I produce together. Different comedians every time. It's going to be an amazing show. So get your tickets now and we hope to see you there. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. The Asian um, Avengers, so weak. The Asian, <laughs> Asian Avengers, so weak, so so fuckable, bro. You know? Whoa, whoa! There's five Asian guys together. Got wow! Together. Did you ever um, go through the stealing phase? Do I think everyone should have a gun? Maybe. You can look me up. I don't care. I'll fight you. I don't care. You want to get high as fuck? Well? You like opium? Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to Asian Not Asian Podcast, a podcast where two Asian guys now from Asia talk about American issues no Americans care about. I'm your host, Fumi Abe. And today, Mike Nguyen is still gone. He is in California with his family. He is dead to me. So uh, to replace him, we got the lovely Julia Shiplett as your co-host. Thank you for joining us. Thanks for having me. Uh, quick shout out to our network, Listening Party and Canal Street Radio. Check out those guys on Instagram at Listening Party Presents and at Canal Street Market. Um, also, if you're listening to this on your phones right now, please take a screenshot and post that shit on Instagram stories. Tag us at Asian that Asian Pod, and say something nice about my physical features. I would really <coughs> appreciate that. The holidays are coming up. Julia, how you doing? Are you going home? What, what, what are you doing? I am going to uh, Seattle, which is not home. I'm I'm from Chicago right, originally. Right, right. My mom's whole side of the family lives outside. Shoreline, Washington, specifically suburb, northern suburb of Seattle, okay, and Tacoma. Um, that's like the one time a year where I see my Chinese side of the family, so it's always like a fun little uh, Asian retreat, little <laughs> <laughs> camp. Yeah, does your dad go too? My dad goes too. Okay, cool. My dad's always gone. Um, we stay at my grandma's house. Your Chinese grandma? Yes. Oh my gosh, what do they do there? I mean, nothing. Like my uh, my grandma, she goes to church and like chills at home and prays <laughs> i'm not kidding that's a great life and like you know goes to the grocery store here and there but like she's she's oh my grandma's 92 oh my god yeah she's does, not doing anything does she speak she speaks english 
not a lot really yeah okay like, there's always been a language barrier between us okay which is hard but like we i don't know i think we're actually very sweet together we are close despite not being able to share that much yeah uh language like we just i feel like we like communicate in other ways and it's yeah. sweet and my aunt also lives with my grandma and uh what do you guys what do you guys eat as your grandma cooked like a like something special for you guys so my grandma, i don't know if 93 year people cook i'm not sure if that's, that's the thing. thing she doesn't cook she, <laughs> she is a good cook but she kind of stopped so yeah. my mom and my aunt do most of the cooking your cousins speak english oh yeah 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 yeah, no, yeah, yeah. yeah they're b- born in seattle they're How? they're like actually one of my cousins lives in uh he does like like coding for a big financial company he makes so much more money than i do <laughs> and he's like six years younger oh god that's that's like a thing you got to deal with in your 30s is you like you just you, you have relatives now who are much younger than you mm-hmm. who are just kicking ass i know and then you gotta be like hey i'm like a i'm like a writer <laughs> I'm like are we doing we don't have to do christmas <laughs> gifts this year oh and they're half japanese my aunt is oh. japanese uh, my my uncle married a Japanese woman, Auntie Hiroko. Oh, shouts Hiroko! Shouts. That's a traditional ass Japanese name. I think it's such a good name. Anything so with ko is very ko. I to me it sounds old because ko means child. Oh, yeah. So, so my why mo- is this my so mom's old? It's just like a tr- it's like a name that it's like a sh- name structure that was popular in my mom's generation. Mm. My mom's name is like Yukiko. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of ko's. I mean, she's probably close to your mom's age. Yeah. But my cousins are. Half Chinese, half Japanese. Oh, they speak Japanese? They do. Oh. I feel like they're like... So everybody I, speaks Chinese but you <laughs> in this in the They scenario? don't really speak Chinese that much. Oh, okay. I go, feel go, like okay. they, they, they're they mixed, but right, I feel right, like right, they right. culturally identify more as Japanese. Interesting. But but they're mixed, but like perceptually everybody just thinks they're Asian because yeah. they're ethnic. Oh, that's a whole nother thing. That's a whole nother thing. Um, okay, speaking of being mixed... Wow, we have a, a great <laughs> guest for you. Gorgeous I, segue. <laughs> wow. Trying to make this not so racist, but it turned out to be very racist. Uh, she is a stand-up comedian, and uh, yo, she's at the Comedy Cellar. She's the real deal. She opens for Aparna, Nikki, Nikki Glazer, Y Snack, Nick Thrun, Melissa Villasenor. What a, what a resume. Uh, so excited to have her. Let's give it up for the amazing Brittany Carney. Yay. Hi. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Oh, this is like a dream come true. Is this? We've been trying it to get is. you for a while. Oh, I know. But even before I thought that I would even be a part of it, I was like, one day I might be on this on Fumi's Asian on Asian podcast. You did not think that. Cute. I did. <laughs> Why I'm did serious. you think that? Most of my year. I was just like... <laughs> I don't know. It's just seemed really cool. I like the sort of vibe surrounding it. Oh, you know? that's great. Thank you so much. Yeah. Um, I, I want to start here because I think that you are the only other like Japanese person in the New York oh, comedy like scene, I think. Oh, I don't. Yeah. I mean, it's so sprawling. Okay. Because I got here about a year ago. The New York scene is, of course, so big and mm-hmm. there's so many pockets of it. But yeah. I have not come across another person. Of, like, yes. And um, Jap- I mean, that's so interesting. They're, yeah, the Japanese people don't really come here, so or like they leave. Oh. You know what I mean? I imagine like in LA or like yeah, the area I think they're in the West Coast, but on the East Coast there isn't really like a big pocket. So when I yeah. first met you, and then uh, you were like after a set, you said "otsukare" to me, oh. and then I had I felt this joy that I'd never oh <laughs> felt my before. "Otsukare" means like how do you translate like, that? I don't like. It's something you say after you work. Like, so honorably, you've done work or, like... Yeah, something. so if you are leaving your office, <laughs> you'd be like, Otsukare-sama yeah. to, you know, Phoebe and your Almost like, yeah, yeah. 
good job guys yeah, yeah like, that's it's really kind good. of like that but Keep it's up like the good work see you tomorrow yeah yeah but it's like respectful <laughs> yeah. it's kind it feels oh, good that's and, cute and you said that to me after i did stand up and i was like hey hilarious that like <laughs> i don't deserve that because i was just talking about dicks for, for like eight minutes <laughs> noble work <laughs> i love but that. i was like oh this is so nice to have like another person uh-huh. who understands this, this this kind of facet of of, of hard work i guess if you want to call it <laughs> um so so that was very exciting <gasps> for me we sometimes text in japanese so that's fun yeah. that's so cute yeah i really appreciate that yeah I'm, I'm i'm always impressed by uh how much you can like read and write oh right because you know the chinese characters and shit yeah but i think the thing is that i have a hard time how do i explain i can read them when i see them oh i can't I can do I it can't write i can't them write either. it like oh, very well you mean like physically write them yeah like so in on computers or apps like because i i could rec- like you know how you put in the like Kana, and then you can yeah, see yeah, the yeah, right yeah. character, the Chinese character for it. I'm like, okay, that's that one. Yeah, but I can't like write it on paper. Yes, that's hard for me. That's well, a lot of people struggle with that because it's so hard. People in Asia, if you don't write every day, which a lot of millennials don't, they yeah. can't even write anymore. Interesting. That's how hard it they, is. <laughs> they don't teach you the alphabet, to how to write it when you're like six no, or they, five. Well, well they, do. they do, but like in japan we have three alphabets yeah. the first two are phonetic and the third one is the chinese characters so the first two very easy you can write but yeah. the chinese characters because it's more complex if you're not physically writing it every day you're gonna forget how to write it and most people are typing now so uh, like there's a whole right. phenomenon where like young people can't like write stuff anymore i think there are like white people who study in japan for a long time who are really intensive like, who are like know so much more how to write correct chinese characters than i do because they're like taught it in their adult life and they're like very deliberate about oh, it. Oh, yeah, yeah, You yeah. know what I mean? That's always like impressive. Like, have you met like a, like a white dude who's like fluent in Chinese? Like so uh, fluent. Yeah. 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 It's because like you just think Some of about them have married in. Right. To, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not my dad, but hey. like I have like cousins who they deserve have, like, it, you know? have they husbands they who have like it. impeccable, you know, Mandarin. Yeah. You were born in Japan, mm-hmm. right? I was born there. And your first language was Japan. What what part of Tokyo were you from? I grew up, my first neighborhood was in Shoto, which is like near Shibuya. So it's like just kind of central yeah. Tokyo. That's and so cool. You like are straight up like <laughs> Tokyo girl. You're like, like a true city girl. <laughs> I, and I think I really, you know how people talk about like, oh, I'd be happier having access to a city, but like living in the country or something. I really like love big cities and lonely cities because of Tokyo. I think New York uh. is like hard because it's a gruffer version of it, but I think it's still like... I really think that ro- lo- romantic loneliness of New York reminds me of somewhat of Tokyo, and I really love that. You mean like, like being able to hang out by yourself and it being okay? Kind of. No, lonely? just like well, yeah, okay, like walking around and feeling kind of overstimulated, but like knowing how to walk through a, a, a crowd or mm. um, I don't know, finding some peace in that, like like the hustle and bustle. I feel like because yeah. you know when we we talk about yes. like how uh, kids who grew up in New York City, I think are quote-unquote weird and i don't mean that in a weird way but it's just like they're exposed to so much from yeah. a younger age so they just turn out a little bit differently than like somebody like you or i who grew up in the suburbs with like a backyard right um and i feel like tokyo is like a, a, a coked up version of that where like, you're like super coked you could do whatever you want i mean there's like a, a that's a big i mean kids can run away whenever the fuck they want <laughs> and that's like a whole thing because do a lot of japanese kids run away and they go yeah they yeah. do and they go to yeah. internet cafes yes you can pay like I don't know, 400 yen, which is like four bucks an hour to just chill at this cafe that's open 24 hours, mm-hmm. get your own room, read some comic books, play on the computer. Like yeah. anyone can go. So like b- running away is a big problem in Japan because you can just take Leave. a train and go somewhere t- dope. 
and, and then just kind of stay there yeah people like, like live there and stuff yeah do you ever feel like um growing up in tokyo like you have some of that like quirkiness you know where like like some uh, stuff you can't really relate to with someone like julia uh, julia or i you know yeah, just basic <laughs> just Midwestern. basic you know going to bonfires oh, yeah. yeah i can't wait to go to prom you know but uh. i think i just felt um like when we moved to america we went to like suburbs of philadelphia which i had been to a lot as a kid because my dad's family is from there but i think i don't know i just felt really al- alone and like not cool that's the thing i didn't feel cool i didn't cool feel like philadelphia Amer- because i didn't feel like American mm. and as a kid even though I felt I sp- as a child just spoke very American English and like was around Americans and then we visited my cousins every year in Philly in Annapolis so th- like as a kid like cool I associated with like being able to watch Nickelodeon and right. eat like roll <laughs> ups yeah, you know totally. and oh, like shit, go to like camp <laughs> yeah. Montessori school or whatever and then I think as a teenager because also my middle school, the, like the last school I was in in Japan was like a really small school. It was like, um, it was like, what's the, it's like the curriculum was like Commonwealth. So it was like most of my teachers were like British or like Australian mm-hmm. and like my friends were, lo- like most were, there was like international, like different Asian kids, but not like a lot of mixed Japanese kids, but all mixed white. But anyway, it was like a really small, tiny community. And then like going to just like a, public high school in suburbs of philly i felt i felt like really not cool like i didn't know that's so how to crazy. be an american well, teen like you were like you maybe you weren't suburban cool but you were like internationally cool oh but yeah. like when you're <laughs> when you're 16 and you're dumb you're like what's that that's yeah, like, you're like yeah, yeah. from across yeah. the world <laughs> <laughs> like kids are just dumb they don't they don't get it i think I, I know I really built up a complex about that because I just like did also it's not like I appreciated that at 16 I was sure, just like no one does I just like want to know what uh, like I didn't have like an Eagles jersey you know <laughs> like I like I oh and my then god I um, and I made like a really good group of friends I think from the high school which helped me feel like eventually like settled there but I felt like a total alien and like nobody really got what my deal what they're like what like why is that or like i, I was really quiet you know yeah, and, yeah, um, yeah. and we had lived fourth or fifth fourth and sixth grade we lived in singapore and i went to an american school there okay or going into was it your dad's work my mom's work my What'd mom's your mom do my mom at the time worked international finance so oh, actually okay, okay. my mom moved my parents back to japan before i was born because of like business stuff yeah yeah oh, so they didn't meet in japan they met in philly Whoa! Yeah. And they went to both. They both went to university in Philadelphia area, God. and then like my like then they got married, and then my dad was like, or my mom said, okay, well, oh, and then my mom, I went to um, she got an MBA like in California, and then came back, and they stayed together, and then they got married, and then she was like, okay, well, if I have an opportunity to go back to Japan, like I'm gonna go. So you just damn, your mom her. is a boss. I love how <laughs> she was like. This is how our life's gonna look. Get on board. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I know I, I don't think I really appreciate that until now, at like 32. I'm like, cool. How did cool. your um? Do you know your like family history on the Japanese side? Like, how did they meet and stuff? Because um, your your mother is half, half black, right? So, so which means yeah, yeah, yeah. your this this mixing was happening from like generations which, ago. Which is know. wild. It's crazy That's to me cool. that like that. Okay, so so here's what I I so basically my grandfather who's from Southern Maryland, black guy. Move like just kind of stayed in Japan after World War II and married Midori, a 
cabaret owner, my grandmother. Uh, yeah. Cabaret, like like she like ran some kind of bar situation. Oh, uh, is that what they call um snuck? but not quite. Or, or it it could have been snucker like generationally. Yeah. yeah. Oh, interesting. Like a kind of like a little bit of a. I love that. It's like a movie. Skis degree. Yeah. Naughty, naughty. Yeah, naughty. Cool. But I don't. That's not the. That's not the grandmother I ever knew. Of course, you know. <laughs> and then, um, like, <laughs> so she. I think she was just like very f- fashionable, but like. In my memory, she was just more of like a, you know, but, but, um, but, oh, so they got married and then my mom and my aunts all lived, they grew up like off the base, but what attended school on a military base, but then lived with my great grandmother who I'm like amazed. I, I think when I think about her, I'm like, oh, she was just this like Major Japanese woman who was like fine with her daughter marrying a black guy in the forties or something. <laughs> I don't know. I don't even know if back then like there was a stereotype for black people. Maybe not. They're just like, oh, what is this? Like this. Maybe not, so. <laughs> you know? Maybe actually, that's an interesting point because I often think about how Japan has like assessed and like taken on other cultures like after it reopened to the West. Yeah, so like yeah. through the twenty, like the nineteen hundreds, like how their perceptions have changed of the West and how they've kind of like readapted it, right? Because Japan's yeah. good at that. Yeah. So I don't know what black stereotypes were in the 40s. That must have been actually kind of liberating <laughs> to be like, whatever he did was the stereotype. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So, and he, I, he probably just, and then he just kind of stuck around and like loved Japan a lot. And then like, um, so my mom and my two aunts all lived with my, like my parents, their parents and then my great grandmother. And then my both of my grandparents got divorced and remarried. So my biological Japanese grandmother, Midori, Midori, yeah, Shouts. she, yeah, um, <laughs> um, she married a younger Japanese guy named Stomu, who is my only living like grand figure apart from like great aunts. Yeah, yeah. So Stomu is still kicking it in Gifu. <laughs> <laughs> you guys close? Kind of. Oh, interesting. He, yeah, he's, I mean, not, he's not related, we, but he's not related. But like, he's uh, he was like a part of my childhood. Yeah, like yeah, we visited yeah, yeah. their house a lot. Then my then my mom had this like random younger stepdad, and my grandfather remarried another Japanese woman. Okay, and they lived in Maryland. The, oh, the black grandfather. Mm-hmm. He he married another oh, Japanese. Yeah, oh. so he, like, he was like one of those guys. One of those guys. At a time, <laughs> <laughs> it was really yeah. a trailblazer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, one of the things I heard on one of the podcasts you were on, I thought was kind of interesting is your, you used to go to just like normal public Japanese school and then your parents oh. transferred you because they were like yeah. worried that you might get bullied or something. Yeah, my, my dad was worried I would get bullied and... And that's like well, a, that's yeah. like a real, a real maybe, you can give a, maybe you can give a little background sure. of that, but like no matter what mixed you are, like you can be half black, half I European, think it's tough whatever. There. I think that's interesting because it seems like the national conversation there is changing for a few and like yeah. maybe we'll get into that in a moment, but like my dad was worried I would get bullied and then also like not learn English well enough but I still definitely English is like what I think in now yeah. but so they transferred me to the American School of Japan's like kindergarten and my mom tells me that I just instantly like dropped I didn't want to speak in Japanese anymore and I was like mean to my Japanese neighborhood friends wow. because I wanted to be like more American yeah oh interesting yeah. so you were you were the bully I don't, no, yeah, or I was like, yeah, sure. Yeah. No, <laughs> you're just a kid trying to assimilate to a new environment. I guess so. But yeah. kids so are weird. my mom is like, to this day, she's kind of sad that I didn't go through the Japanese school system. But the reality is, later as I grew up and I was going to like 
the one school I went to, um, seventh through ninth grade is K International School. It's like a bit further out in Tokyo. It's a small one I was talking about. Like a lot of my classmates were mixed or had spent some time abroad and come back and struggled with assimilation, and they were bullied in another public Japanese school environment. Oh, so bullying. Well, actually, before we get to that, did you? Did, I mean, your parents. Did your parents have a concern about that with you? Oh yeah, at all? I don't think so. No, I don't think so. Yeah. Um, I think that's not even like a conversation you have, probably, right? No, I think also like my high school was diverse. Cool. Oh, okay. In terms of like, there wasn't a lot of Asians. I did not grow up around a lot of Asians. Okay. Like New York is definitely like the most I've ever been around Asians in yeah. my life. Oh wow. Um. But they're like, you know, my high school was like 50% white, 35% black, 15% other, which is mostly like Hispanic. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I was around different types of people. Yeah. But there wasn't like an Asian community really. So, yeah. But they were not. No, they. I don't think that was something they, yeah. they worried too much about. That's what's nice about uh, in a weird way. Obviously, America has its problems. But like in America, like your name can be like. Yeah, I mean, you can have, like, any name. I don't know. I feel like it's not that weird to go to school with somebody who has a foreign name. That's not, like, uh, an no. unexpected thing. Even in Ohio, I had a very different name. But it wasn't, like, they they could still fathom somebody from another country coming to their school, right? But in Japan, yeah. like, if your name is Brittany, then they're just uh, going to know. Yeah. They might. They, I mean, <laughs> I would assume they, they probably thought you didn't speak Japanese at first, right? Like, oh, if you yeah. go somewhere, they're probably going to be like, hello. Right, and I have a complex about that. And actually, so later when I was like 20-ish and I went back to this university in like outside of Tokyo, in like to- Saitama area, uh, like, sorry, which thing? Oh, you, you went to Japanese college? For like a year, junior year. Oh, what school? And it, was, it's, it was called Tsurigadai Daigaku. And it was like one a small college, like okay, go, go. out, uh, maybe an hour outside of Tokyo. And I would see like one, like there was like a few students who I knew were like mixed black or, or like mixed something. And they were, to me, like people who had totally grown up in Japanese school system. Like just the way from the way they carried themselves to the way that they were communicating with their friends. I was like, this is not a person like me that felt a little bit removed because I was going to international school. And I've kind of like, I, ha- I feel like I have some, I feel like some something jealousy or something towards that because it's like, I feel hyper aware that I don't look like I belong or like totally seem like I would even in the way that I probably carry myself Mm -hmm. so therefore that year was kind of hard because people would always just kind of refuse to speak to me in Japanese or like stare at me or something yeah but there are other kids there at this university that clearly were mixed but like I don't think and might have had their own experience with othering or whatever but also that was just their life so Mm -hmm. I don't know people I I yeah, I know some half people who legit don't speak English. Like right, their father right. wasn't in the picture, so right. their names are like Mariko, and then their last name is like Schaefer. But they yeah. they <laughs> are, and then you know they kind of look like you, but right. like half white, half Japanese, or whatever. But they don't speak English at all, yeah. and their mannerisms are like so Japanese. so Japanese that like maybe they have gotten bullied for not being Japanese enough. But in my eyes, it's like oh, you're like more Japanese I mean, than I will ever be. No, know? exactly. Yeah. I know what you mean. So I have like. I have a lot of feelings about that when I noticed yeah. that. Bullying in, in Japan is like, it's, a, rough. It's, it's rough. It's rough for even Japanese kids. Why is that? Is it because our... Girls are really mean to other girls too. And it's but like is it rated, it's, is it rooted in race? Like is it a weird nationalistic thing? I think yeah, I Japan's like nationalistic. It's pretty sexist. And I think that the Japanese like brand of like sexism or whatever, like the patriarchy is in Japan, it's different from like Western, like, like 
which is rooted in like Bible thumping shit. Like I think Japan's version of sexism is like out of a sort of neo Confucian idea about like order and hierarchy, you know. So mm. I think that That's an interesting point. Like shapes like gender dynamics. So there's like some weird like boy girl stuff, and then I think beauty standards. I think so. One of my close friends that I went to middle school with in Japan, she's like Japanese, but what, sh- adapted into a family where one mother is American, father's Japanese. She's a little bit heavier and was bullied a lot, mm. and For like was happier. Yeah, and she was like happier. In this other kind of more international, more like uh, inclusive yeah, environment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What I mean, you're not so you're a quarter, mm-hmm. but I mean, is it offensive if I no th- no that, that word hafu? <laughs> I say you know, people oh, like ha- there's like a whole word. Know. We say hafu, which means like which is like, the Japanese pronunciation of the word half. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, you're not yeah, half. But like, I'm not. I don't really know what to make of that because like yeah. I, I feel pretty I guess tied to like Japan, mixed, but like yeah. I just, but also I, I guess that's it. Well, recently, actually, this is my other thing. So I recently like gotten into these like, um, um, oh, I don't know, just like YouTubers that are like Japanese and they, they're like they're like dating black guys and they talk about they like do makeup and stuff. But and they, they <laughs> are they American or they are Japanese? They're, they're like ja- there's this like one chick I'm obsessed with actually where she's like I find it really fascinating because she's just. Um, Japanese woman, probably underage, like, totally grew up in Japan and just kind of, like, this was not my scene, but she would, like, hang out at hip-hop clubs in Tokyo and, like, become friends with black people, and that's how she learned English. So her English is pretty urban. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. Isn't that funny? Wait, what's her name? I'm sorry. I'll show her. Her name is Ami. Ami Morita. And she, like... Is her really cute. Is her she's like big ass expo- and tits. Whoa, Whoa shit. Does that come with hanging out with black people? How does that what work? What if it is? <laughs> my osmosis. Oh my God. <laughs> I'll show you. But oh, uh, that, I sorry. That was, I was kind of derailing. So my one friend from middle school is half white, half Japanese. And she has a daughter now. Um, she married a Japanese guy. I have another friend in the same boat, like racially, and married a Japanese guy. They both have babies that are a quarter white. Mm-hmm. They on their Instagrams will write hashtag quota baby, which is quarter baby. Mm. And I clicked on this hashtag and that's like a thing. People are like hashtagging their kid quarter baby, like uh, whether they're a quarter Japanese or quarter something else. So I thought that was <laughs> kind of funny. That is so bizarre that I know, the, the, the parents are like, now we're at this point where parents are like flaunting that information. Yeah. Whereas before they might hide that. I think so. <laughs> yeah. But so is anyone like three fourth baby? <laughs> like there has to be three fourth baby too. <laughs> I know. I know. That's funny. That is weird. I know. I, that's but specifically I for Japanese half. Does it a quarter mean like, does that imply? I think Japanese it could be. I think it's well in these two specific cases, yes. it's quarter white like non-japanese but i guess maybe they would also put quarter japanese Mm. interesting you said earlier like the the conversation is changing how do you and maybe this is where you can talk about the article real quick right is it because of like (sighs) naomi osaka and like yeah and also okay here's what i think i actually have a lot of feelings about this so like because i don't actually know i haven't been there in a while so i don't really know one thing that's happening i realize is that okay i have a lot of thoughts one is like i'm in the past 10 years i see more mixed like black little kiddos on the subway there so i'm and then i also just generally feel like probably there are more like people of color going to japan and studying or working a shit ton of tourists now yeah it's so annoying but i also think people like going there to teach english oh yes 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 or whatever and some you know grandfather fuck their way in right yeah yeah. and so then also i think so 
a few years ago, I don't know which of these big pageants it was, like one of those big pageants, but like the winner for Japan was half oh, black. Oh, uh, 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 Arena or something. You're right. Mo- Morimo. Uh, yeah. And she was from she like. She was so Nakasaki. hot. She was so hot. Yeah. And there was a like, big pushback on Twitter, like, oh, wow. like bloodline purity stuff. And the following year, the I- institution of the pageancy patent, like, doubled down because then the winner was half Indian, like from India. So that was cool. Half Indian, half. Japanese. Oh, so I thought it was kind of okay, interesting. Okay. Not that I know that much about like pageantry, but it was like, oh, it's kind of interesting. They're like saying something about who represents the face of Japan. Like and that she was can the, look mm-hmm. different. That was the Japan pageantry or like the Japan. world? It was like the person to represent Japan. Oh, uh, that's cool. Yeah, that so cool. he, he single handedly kind of changed the narrative by putting these people. Yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, there yeah. was a lot of pushback. And then I feel like in schools, maybe certain school, like, I remember this really vivid. So when I was like a junior in college and I was studying abroad there, some of the international students got to do this program where we were like helping out at a local school. And there was an assembly. The whole theme was like international cuisine with like elementary school kids. There was an assembly where basically the principal was explaining to the kids in Japanese like, you know, Japan, we like celebrate our culture and our food for these different reasons. And we have to remember that we are in a part of this broader world. And the specific thing he said was that if... If the world had 100 people, Japan would make up less than one person. Like, meaning there's a big mm. world out there. And that really thought, I struck me as really interesting because it was almost like he was trying to mindfully encourage, like, appreciation for international cultures or, like, engaging with Dude, other that's stuff. Some, that's some nice principle shit right I there. I know, it's That's nice, really nice. It's like kind of kumbaya principle shit. Yeah. Which I just thought, I'm, maybe not that that's the case. It was no, like... That's, it's very powerful, I think. Yeah, to to so, say to a younger kid, I think. So I thought, and I think that's why I now, I feel like I love Tokyo so much, but I think I have issues with, like, Japanese society more broadly because as an adult, I've realized how I... Like I as a kid, I don't think I didn't think about the relative xenophobia there until I was older and I experienced it, and that was like really upsetting. And so I think now I'm like still struggling. Like I feel extra aware that I don't look Japanese when I'm there. But I think that said, I think the I think in like media there's more mixed visibility. Too. Yeah, I think um, speaking of a lot of <laughs> Japanese people. They, I think you can like learn, well not just Japanese people, but I think you can learn a lot about what your country's about or like who you are, or what you represent, like when you remove yourself and go to a different country. Cause I've definitely, like just b- by being here, I've thought a lot about like what Japanese mean, what it can mean, like the different shapes and, and colors that it can take. Like by, by being exposed to some of my friends I met here who are Japanese, but they're like half Argentinian or half Brazilian oh, or whatever, cool. right? But to me, it's like, I, th- I like the word like culturally Japanese. Like to yeah. me, if you're culturally Japanese, as in like you grew up there and like you just you you fuck with the policy, like the rules there. Like you, you know what I mean. Like as in you when it's the, when the light is red, you don't cross the street or like right. You know, right, there's, right, a, right. there's a there's a bunch of bicycles. You're, you're not gonna kick it over because that's right. not what we do here. You know, yeah. like just yeah. stuff like that. If you can do that, then to me you are Japanese. I, it doesn't I matter what you look shit. like. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's, I think that's what that's I appreciate. The conc- I think that's the best definition that I can come up with as just being somebody who's removed from... Right, I think that's yeah. true. And I think that's shaped me to the extent where, like... I I don't know. I'll be, like... Mm, people will think... Like, black friends will make fun of me or something. But I think it's just, like... If you're there, and I think if you're a foreigner and you live there for a while, you just take on those culturally Japanese things like exactly that yeah 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 I mean and, and similarly like 
there are cultural, culturally like American mm-hmm. things, which like I appreciate. You, too. Yeah. I'm sure, like <laughs> we all studied abroad or whatever, we were being hella American, and then the yeah. Europeans were like, "What the fuck?" You know, like be- being loud or just like <laughs> wearing a certain type of thing. I don't know, like you know what I mean. And I right. think that that's why, like, yeah, I mean, th- a nation is just like, I don't know, it's a made up thing. Yeah, you know what I mean, so construct. Yes, construct. Right. Yes, yes. Um, right. Yeah. Yeah. I, do you think that um, and I mean, do you, this is like, I, I don't know how to ask this without like something like super on the nose, but like, do you, when you watch people like Rui Hachimura or like Naomi Osaka, do you think that that's like important? Like, yeah, they, uh, I mean, cause I guess they kind of look like you, you know what I mean? Right. In, in like a really specific way. Cause they're also exactly half Japanese or whatever, you know? And Fumi brought of that, uh, that article, right? About Naomi. So in this article, yeah. it's like ta- the tennis player. So it's talking about how she was like on some kind of Japanese news thing and she was being interviewed, right? And then they were like interviewing her in Japanese, but then she said in English, oh, or she said, I'm going to respond in English. Yeah. And th- this was really interesting to me because I guess. But she speaks Japanese? She does, but I but think it's more comfortable in English, okay. yeah. right? Is that Yeah, the it's sense? not. Uh, yeah, she would rather speak in English. It seems like she likes, she like understands when she hears Japanese, but wants to, prefers to speak in English. Yeah. And then. The article hit on something that I thought was like kind of interesting and nuanced, which was like that. Then viewers were annoyed at the media for sensationalizing like her Japanese ness. Where so th- it seems like they were like, oh, why is the media so obsessed with like whether or not she can speak Japanese? Just like let her be an athlete and talk about whatever. Yeah. Uh, and that there was like an, an, like so that viewers were sort of Japanese viewers are realizing that. Oh, why is the media making this a big deal? Like this isn't healthier like necessary for understanding her yeah, as like yeah. a athlete for it's like the people are obsessed with like the mold you know so it's like when japan wins something yeah you, you want that person to look and sound like a certain thing right mm-hmm. you know it's like this is what a winner is supposed to look like and ma- maybe she doesn't look like that or sound like that because winners can look like all kinds of different things right but it just i think for some people it just doesn't make sense right you know and so i think i like i kind of i appreciated that that she was like okay i'm just gonna respond yeah 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 yeah. and then another thing is kind of random i so i'm again on instagram speaking of like kumail and like or whatever speaking of like thirst traps we were talking for a minute earlier or i really like following some instagram profiles that are like japanese girls or like mixed girls that like do like hip hop dancing at clubs in Tokyo and a lot of them are mixed black but some aren't they just like kind of take on aspects of like urban beauty and i think i actually appreciate that even though it's literally preparation i think yeah. it's kind it's of like cool what do <laughs> yeah, yeah. you say we're, Millie was on here earlier. Oh right, and, and Millie's like was in Japan before. She spent time in Japan. Yeah, but, but she's we were kind of talking Soka about thing, like yeah hip-hop Asians and like what that yeah. means and she was talking about her experience oh, uh, about just like hanging around Asians who are into like hip-hop culture but like only hang out and speak to other Asians and like kind of were right rejecting right of like, her and other types of people of color and that makes sense that's like actually oh that's really interesting yeah I'll have to talk about yeah like I think that happens because there's like clubs or something where they those guys hang out but they don't actually know them any I think both exist. Probably those totally. people who don't know actually black people and then others like who seem to engage with like a- actual black Americans or other black people who are in Japan. But I think like, oh, okay. As a kid, um, I feel like, you know, like in the age of like Ashanti, 
and Ja Rule. And all, like, <laughs> the golden age? Golden yes. age. Truly the golden age. Yes. Yeah. So that was like becoming popular when I was in middle school there. And not that this was my vibe at all, I, but I really kind of liked it that, that I don't know, in like teeny bopper shops in Harajuku, you could like people, they were like selling clothes, like baggier clothes. Mm-hmm. And these, this is really interesting. Like I remember, you know, I think Japan's really good at like readapting like Western subcultures, like even just stylistically mm. for like, like to varying degrees of like problematic or whatever. Like there's conversation there, but certain floor of Tower Records in downtown in Tokyo, there was like the hip hop R&B section. And there was just like magazines that were like, you know, those like music magazines. There's like people on the cover and it was Japanese girls who like looked more urban. And I don't now as an adult, of course, maybe maybe they don't. It's that example that Millie was talking about where it's like they're sort of taking it on without really like tapping into it. Mm. But I think as like a kid where most of my friends who are mixed definitely had straight hair and stuff. I kind of liked seeing. Yeah. do you did you have like for you do you f- did you feel that when you i mean i don't even know like uh, who was like the first famous half asian person like did that did that oh. make you feel anything i'm just i'm just trying to understand I like, feel like honestly i there's still not that many like i am kind of ready like i feel like the asian wave has begun and i think is going to continue to stick around and i'm like all for it but i'm like ready for like the mixed wave to yeah. kick in like and yeah. not just half asian like or quarter asian like i'm just talking about like mixed right in general yeah. uh like honestly i feel like one reason you know just like from more of a, a very recent example i've talked about this before but i was like i was so excited about like pen 15 because i was like i have not oh. seen oh my god that's a great a show. Half, so funny half uh asian protagonist female protagonist who like is absolutely speaking to my 13 year old soul who like very much wanted to fit in with my mostly white friends. Yeah. 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 And so like, I feel like, but like growing up it like comedically, I don't feel like that. Like that's probably the only story and stuff, but not half like, no. Yeah. I mean that story, Pen 15, I can't, that's probably the, closest one to like maybe your life you know what i'm saying oh, like absolutely yeah. like that's that's the only one and that came out like last year you yeah know? and yeah. that like right that show like oh loved it like yeah. made me cry laughing it? and yeah. just cry cry it was so it's so good her, Did we- have her dad in real life is uh the drummer for this really really famous fusion band called weather report oh really yeah they're like really famous oh so the character's dad is based on her Dad, like it's her actual dad uh, but I, I think uh, in the TV show he's like I don't know he's like just in a band he's I like guess. A yeah. they don't, it's not really about him he just comes but that is her time. real mom that is a real mom yeah. oh okay yeah 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 Yeah. that's so but cute yeah no I'm like waiting for that for yeah. sure that was interesting to me because that's a like she's a that's a Japanese American family mm-hmm. and the way they like sneak in Japanese words here and there I've heard my Chinese friends do that they'll be speaking Chinese and they'll be like da 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 Glass, <laughs> glasses, yeah, yeah, yeah. or whatever. You know? Oh yeah. I I just haven't heard that done with Japanese because I don't have a lot of Japanese American friends. Right. So it's for me, it's either like you're all you're speaking 100% in English or 100% in Japanese. So when I first heard that, I was like, oh, this is so interesting. Like this is, again, like that's a separate culture that I'm not really a part yeah. of, and I think oh. that's really interesting. But like. Sometimes in America you get just you just get grouped in, right? So you're like, oh, she's Japanese, so you're like that. Like I have no idea what you know, I, like 
her parents are fluent in English. That wasn't my experience at all. So okay, like right. that Southern California half Japanese life, uh, I, I I relate to it more from a middle schooler. Hey, I'm horny and I want I want a girlfriend uh, aspect, but I don't really relate it from like a uh, you know oh he's half Japanese kind of thing. You know, but 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 for you, I think it's you can relate it from from both sides. Yeah, yeah. It was closer for me, but I just want like I want more of that. And it's hard also because like mi- the mixed experience is so unique because there's yes. so many combinations yeah. of different things. Yeah, yeah. And I think for me personally, I've kind of come to realize that I- I've met other half Asian kids or like other where for depending on the the parent who is non-white, the parent of color, I think can really affect your dynamics. So, yeah. you know, I think that like I have met uh, half Asian gr- women who their dad was Asian. And right. so they maybe have a different type of view of yeah. like Asian women or, mm. or you know what I mean? Where it's like the most influential woman in my life is Chinese. Yeah. But if it was like the most influential man in my life was Chinese and the woman was white, it, it just... Would change it's, the way it's you just, see the yeah, world. It's, it's yeah, it's very interesting. Absolutely. The combination of race and gender yeah. and how it affects our identities. That's a cool thought, too, that by n- nature, inherently, like, m- the mixed experience is so multifaceted because it just literally means any kind of, conv- you yeah. know, whether, like, wh- a, a parent is of a certain country or the other and how that might change the dynamic or in America at least like yeah. you're in Ohio yeah. and how your experience would be different from this California version yeah I think that's so so interesting you, you know you sometimes you talk about how uh, you get when you're on stage and, and doing stand up like um, they may at sight they may not understand like what you're about like you talked about oh, that a couple yeah. of interviews you yeah. know um, just cause like okay you're like oh. I guess you're kind of black but you're like Japanese and then you know you yeah. wear this kind of clothes and, and, and you are very self-conscious about about right, that right but I, I but I'm, I'm beginning to realize that like there's more of that kind of thing in this country than you might uh, realize because I feel that way it's like what is this he's like he's got this Japanese name but like he's from Ohio what the fuck mm-hmm. you know and then I mean I don't know they're like fucking Japanese people who live in Brazil like what is that about you know what I mean like yeah. so when you're like mixed yeah to your point Julia it's like there's no like you can't, it's hard to make a show about it because like literally you change one factor and the whole math equation changes yeah you know oh, I mean? like damn. it's just a completely different that's thing true. like you but can't they're ho- yeah because what's that one show uh, fresh off the boat but that seems like very it's very chinese specific oh yeah very Ch- and like kind of archetypal like this is about it's like it's almost like re- america's not even ready for like a or was not ready yet for like a more nuanced show about an asian american family because it's yeah. like here's this family like this is their experience as an asian american family yeah. Do you know what yeah, i mean yeah. yeah so yeah speaking of like the mixed wave that yeah, yeah it'd be cool to see more of that well i feel like i feel like the three of us even though we all have different backgrounds like we i we were kind of talking about this earlier, like the branding, the self-branding. Right. Yeah. And like the <laughs> co- comedy sort of requires these days. Yeah. And it's sort of like, how much do you lean into that? You know, like, you know, are you like, I am the mostly black, but also Japanese. Right. I was abroad, but also American. Like, yeah, right. Yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah. Like, like, it's like, how do you, how do you explain yourself to somebody in one sentence? In an elevator pitch. Yeah. And it's yeah. like, I feel like, with comedy, you know, we were talking. I, I think we should get into get, get into it. Let's get into it. Let's get into it. But it's like we kind of have to like 
figure these days I feel it's and I hate saying this, but sometimes I feel like with comedy, the comedians who we know that are very successful are also just very good at like they figured out their brand. Whether yeah. that's as a comedian on stage or whether they how they present themselves. Yeah. And it's sort of like what part like what do you pick and choose to share to audience members about like this is who I am, this is what to expect of me. And sometimes I think when you're mixed or when you're like, you know, you are Asian but you're also like Midwesterner and you yeah. know what I mean? Where it's like yeah. what there are different like things that are kind of juxtaposed that you don't know how to yeah, and it's for gross, me, because we're all complicated. For we're sure. contain multitudes. And it's like if I really lean into the Midwestern thing, like would people buy it? You oh, know what I mean? So like if I'm just talking about like bonfires all the time, <laughs> or whatever the fuck I used to do, you know, <laughs> like souping up cars, souping up Honda Civics. Like, does that even make sense? Like I lived it, but does that make sense to the rest of America? Like that's something you got to think about as a comedian sometimes, and it's like it can be very frustrating. But that's know? so compelling, like about you, you know? Yeah. Oh, about yeah. me souping up Honda Civics. That's oh, yeah. very <laughs> Asian, though. That and no, but everybody that did it exclusively. It's, so in my high school, like that's just what like cool kids did, right? It, like it, to me, it's not Asian. Are you really into cars? No, no. I mean, I I was like kind of into it a little bit in high school, but like no, I, I had like a stupid Volkswagen Golf, two door. What's up? That's cool. Yeah, it was cool. Shared it with my sister. That's cool. Real cool. Um, okay, let's get into this Kamel thing. I'm sure if you haven't seen in the past few days, <laughs> yes. if you have Twitter, you've seen, you've seen the photo of that came out yep. and Instagram, the yep. photo that came out of Kumail Nanjiani. Uh, Nanjiani. Right, and he's, he's he's getting ready for this Marvel movie called The Eternals, which is a comic book I've never fucking heard of. Um, yeah. But he's jacked now. He has this incredible body, kind of like the body from the movie. Pack. He's an eight pack. He looks like well, that one character from 300. What was that name? Leonidas or whatever. Remember those guys in 300? Yes. That movie? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. I did yeah. a Sparta guys. When I first saw the photo, I kind of thought it was photoshopped. Wait, me too. Yeah. I thought it was messed up. But I, I was like, oh, I really thought that it was like somebody had done a Photoshop because I didn't see it in context. I was mm-hmm. like, what's going on here? And then I thought it was photoshopped. And then later I realized it wasn't. I was like, oh, what does that mean that I didn't even buy it? <laughs> <laughs> and my coworker, Opie, was like, man, I think people think it's photoshopped because it's like a brown dude. I was like, no, it's because he's a comedian. <laughs> it definitely <laughs> is a comedian. <laughs> why a comedian with that kind of body yeah. is like yeah. insane. That's funny. My, my friend Brian Park was talking about like, he was like, wasn't his first album called Beta Male? Like his whole entire was first it? comedy album is just about him being like a beta guy, like oh, I'm an awkward That's guy. Hilarious. And now he's he jacked. was like a nerd. Like I know he labeled himself like as a nerd right. for a lot of his career. That, I mean, you think about like, I mean, if you ever get on a Marvel movie, you you and you think back to that first open mic. It's like, is this what I imagined when I first did oh my, my open God. mic? <laughs> you know, now I'm just like this hot like rip guy. But he had a very sentimental like cap- like a like a note or a caption under the a photo that, w- that I thought was worth a discussion. It was just about like, he was talking about like, yes, I have this body and I look amazing, but it's, this is not a realistic standard. Like no. the only reason why I was able to do this is because I had three different nutritionists. I had three different trainers paid, the, the best in the world paid for by a Hollywood. And I, I, and it took him like, I think it took him like a year or something like that yes. to achieve this body. So that's a very long time. He's doing this every day. He's, he can't eat anything he likes. Yeah. He so, thinks his wife for putting up with all his complaining. Yeah, and yeah. so I think it's more about like, yes, I have this body and this is crazy, but like, and, and I think only a comic could really say this, but it's like, this is not <laughs> real. Like, I have it, but like the second this movie's over, like, I'm going to go back to old Kamel probably. You know? I think that's so thoughtful too because, you know, you also read increasingly about young men having like body issues or like just seeing like, what's that expression? Like something Dysmorphia? about... 
Yeah, dysmorphia. Mm-hmm. You know, so I don't know. It's like a, a, he he's taking his platform to be like, this isn't. It's literally because I had access to money and I I'm specifically getting ready for this particular role, which right, is right, like, right, right. So it's kind yeah. of perfect because he was able to be like. This is me being transparent, but also like flex. If I ever did that to my body, I would yeah. do the same yeah, yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. I'd be like, like, here I am completely naked. Here are my fucking nudes. But you guys, this is not like, don't don't try to get this. <laughs> That's so good. But do you, yeah. do you guys yeah. feel that like, I mean, there is, you know, you said this earlier, to be a successful comedian now, you got to be hot. And that's a that's a weird sentence, you know. But and uh, do you guys as well, people so comedians like do you guys feel that? I will half joke what, that I like wish I was just kind of like a Louis looking guy because it would be like easier. But also that's not necessarily true anymore. But sometimes it feels like speaking to the earlier point of like your earlier points about like branding and like trying to go on stage and trying to wrap yourself up in a moment. Or you were talking about in your conversation with Irene too, like. Something about that, like going on stage and having to kind of like, um, oh, address it first, like address it, yeah. or like whether or not you have to. Or I think you're asking her to what extent she does that now. Yeah. Anyway, I'm like, oh, I would just want to look like a schlubby guy and like wear flannel. Then I could just do my jokes. But not actually, anything. I think that <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think it's cool now and hot that comedians are like enjoying being hot in their own ways. I like. I it. think so. Here, because here's the thing. I also want to clarify what I mean by hot. Because mm. by hot, I don't mean ripped. Right. I'm like, I also, like, you can be fat we're talk, we're and comedy, hot. We're talking comedy hot. Yeah. I mean, shower every day. It, like, literally, yeah. I just think it's, I kind of like that I'm like, okay, all of a sudden, you know, for so long it was like, white men can just, like, dress truly like trash. <laughs> and it doesn't matter if they got jokes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I kind of love that, like, women and queer people and people of color are coming and be like, I turn looks. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And I got jokes. Keep I the fuck up. That. Yeah. I kind of like, it's like, it's not about like, I'm not talking about like traditional standards of beauty when I say <laughs> hot comics. Yeah, it's just yeah, like, yeah. oh, you made an effort. Yeah. 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 Today. Yeah, yeah. Like, like, you look good. Your pants fit you correctly. You have cute <laughs> boots. And you can like, tell the comics when you can tell when they're like enjoying that on stage. Like mm-hmm. they're enjoying how they've come through with a look. Right. And I think there's some cool. showmanship. Yeah. There's showmanship. I think it's like, you know, this isn't that interesting of a co- like. This isn't like original of a conversation, but I think like historically, femininity is seen as not strong or powerful or commanding, right? On so stage, I think it's cool yeah. to see like headlining comics wear lipstick, like seem like they're enjoying it, mm-hmm. like look like we're dressing how they want to dress and mm. and be funny and commanding. You know, so I think that's changing. You know, I, I remember like when I first started. I mean, it, it, this is not. It's all recent. Like I remember when I first started, I would still see like famous comedians on stage looking like shit you know like that guy just got a comedy central and you're like that that guy (laughs) he's dressed like that you know just like we had that joke about like oh the 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 white comedian in the hoodie who hasn't showered in two days like Mm -hmm. that was a look you know but you can't really do that anymore i feel like right at least not i feel like in new york as much yeah yeah yeah, yeah. it might it's different in other parts of the country for Mm -hmm. sure but even like fumi i feel like you've been turning it out yeah fumi has a look oh my god mike do you hear that mike do you hear that i I think mike has rubbed off on you you have become a lot more adventurous (laughs) in the past six months i've noticed i have noticed it's a slow progression but uh yeah i i I, i'm trying to i'm trying to look better trying to keep up with you guys you guys i mean you two i was julia's i look at your instagrams all the time you know what's funny I was telling my girlfriend this. I am always um, 
I don't have an issue saying this, but I'm always inspired uh, from a fashion perspective by more by women than men. Like I look at, oh, yeah. like I look at what girls are wearing. Not all girls, but like some some women, and I'm like, oh, I would wear something like that, and I'll try to find like a male equivalent oh, of yeah, what they're wearing. Cute. I don't know because I feel like I mean, obviously, there are guys who look cool, but I don't know. I I feel that women have more choices, and I don't know. They're just more creative in, in a certain way that that like I that I I I vibe with that a little bit more so like i was just in italy with uh my girlfriend and um oh, nice. there were just some girls who looked really cool and i just took a picture of it yeah. and i was like i'm gonna buy this when i get home it's you know so yeah <laughs> i like your style it's like kind of it's like streetwear light <laughs> streetwear light is perfect streetwear light sense. yeah i can't i can't go like you know purple <laughs> pu- poofy jacket jacket with like a supreme hat I'm, I'm not really about that but you know, trying to experiment here and there. I don't know. Got to keep up. Got to look nice. So I think it's fun when you can see. Like, I used to feel like, I, and I still do this sometimes, where it's mostly because I'm lazy. Like, there's a while where I feel like I was kind of like, I still liked my style, but I was almost dressing like Steve Jobs on purpose on stage. Turtleneck? Like, <laughs> <laughs> just like black turtleneck jeans, yeah. like pretty asexual. Yeah. Like, not asexual. Uh, that's not what I meant to say. Uh, no, I know, I know what you mean. Like, like What's the word? Androgynous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. To say, where it's just like, I'm not drawing attention to my femininity. Uh. I sort of just look like a kid with some things to say. (laughs) You know what I mean? (laughs) But I feel like that's, and I kind of, I just wanted to be like a blank slate and then like have my comedy speak for itself. Yeah. You know, like it didn't dress badly, but it wasn't. I wasn't like pulling a look for sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. But now it's like I think it's fun to sort of come up on stage and not be like i'm a character but it's like i'm showing you personality before i even say anything yeah. oh that's a great and i just like kind of like that let it be known julia shipley can tap into hot steve job <laughs> 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 i think that's true oh my gosh well shouts to kamel nangiani <laughs> and uh hey i'll, I'll be yeah. trying to, i'll be trying to look hot uh before i get famous so that's uh <laughs> I, th- I think the meme reactions to that like the re- i thought that was really funny oh what were the reactions just like you know this oh, what's that the article had like shots of what gif a gif gif yeah gif shots of like people responding to camille and it was a lot of just like a oh, one was a character from whatever parks and rec and she's just saying like excuse me and like that as the reaction in like a good way yeah to yeah, camille yeah, yeah. forever was just like whoa not to go back to the earlier discussion, but anyway, I thought that was like a cute part of the article. Yeah, I mean that's just like that's how part low standards are for comedians. <laughs> there <laughs> were a lot of there was like a lot of like you know like the like the choke me like step on my throat like hit me with your car. There was like I a mean, lot of like sexual yeah, yeah, yeah. flirty vi- violence being <laughs> promoted so around funny. it. Yeah, which I love. That's, that's funny. Yeah, because it's always like sort of celebratory. You know, yeah. I love that. um Um, cool well uh we can kind of wrap it up here um Brittany, thanks for doing the show is there anything you'd like to plug um uh no thank you i'll just (laughs) 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 i climb i kindly decline (laughs) no i just mean like i'll just say you can find me on social media is that appropriate yeah at um Brittany underscore Carnage. I'm on Instagram and then Twitter at Brittany R. Carney. And I post about shows and stuff there. Yeah, if you're near, go see her at the Comedy Cellar, ma'am. Mm. And you can also find us on there at Asian, not Asian Pod. And I'm also on there at the Fumi Abe. That's T H E F U M I A B E. And I am on there uh, at Julia Shiplet. Hell yeah. And then our next Hack City comedy show is going to be January. 
15th, 8 o'clock here at Canal Street Market, 267 Canal Street. Tickets are available online. Just Google Hack City Comedy Event Bright or it's in our Instagram bio link. So please come out. They've been really, really fun. Last one sold out. It's a good time. We've got DJs and everything. So please come if you're in town. Um, Brandy, this was so much fun. Thank you for oh, being on the show. We hope me. that this was a good time for you. Oh, I'm, <laughs> I'm so honored. All right. We'll see you guys later. Bye. Bye. Okay, everybody, we are going to do our Patreon shoutouts. If you don't know what I'm talking about, please visit patreon.com slash asiannotasianpod and give us a monthly monetary contribution. They range from anywhere from 2 bucks to 20 bucks, or more or less. You can do a custom, and we give you rewards like the bonus episodes. We slide into your DMs. You can pitch race news, and most importantly, we give you a shout-out on the podcast. And yeah, this yeah. money is very important because we use it. To get bigger guests and produce live shows. And, you know, we're trying to go to the West Coast next year. So, please, if you're a fan, please think about donating. It's very important. Helps us a lot. And, uh, okay, we're going to give a shout-out to the newest subscribers by trying to guess their ethnicity based on their last name. Very racist. Please don't cancel us. (laughs) Here we go. Michael Yu. Yu. How do you spell it? Y-U. Y-U. Yeah. This guy's jacked. Is he? (laughs) Oh, no, he's wearing a plaid shirt. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> uh, I want to say Chinese dude I think it's Chinese v- yeah. Vivi Chen V-I-V-V-I-V-E-Y Vivi Vivi Oh Vivi 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 Chen Vivi Chen Chen Taiwanese that's Oh that's Taiwanese you think? You know what? Maybe Yeah Isn't there like, There's like a VVT So Oh yeah Delicious Must be the owner <laughs> This guy Oh this guy has half of my name Masa Uh oh Tanaka Whoa yeah. Masa this, Tanaka sounds like a... This sounds like a fake Japanese name. Yeah. <laughs> I like that name. That's, that's, that's nice. I wonder... Hey, tell us which way it's spelled. Is it righteous or is it elegant? Because I'm elegant. Man, what yeah. a sweet name that would be righteous. Righteous Tanaka. He's Japanese as fuck. <laughs> okay, Sora Na-Yang. Sora Na-Yang. Do you think it's two Asian people who got married and then they're like, well, I don't want, I want to keep my last name so it's hyphenated? S- Sora... Na Sora Na Dash Yang. So Sora is the first uh-huh. name. Na Dash Yang. Whoa. I'm gonna say you know, I'm gonna say uh Cambodian. Cambodian Sometimes they got funky names. So that's true. Alex Kawashima. That's Japanese as fuck. Holy shit. That means River Island. Really? It does, yeah. Man. Uh Mary You guys Sells. got names like Native Americans. <laughs> well that's the thing is um, you know, people are like, Oh, Asian names are so weird, but if you break it down, yeah. a lot of them are like uh, Woods. Hello, my name is Jeff. Uh, bull run Yeah what is know? What does Nguyen mean You know Fuck if I know I, be, I bet it means like Flower or some shit Does it, it I means, don't know Maybe it means righteous <laughs> <laughs> Doubt it Okay last But not least Mary Sells Or Marie Marie Sells S-E-L-L S-E-L-L-S S-E-L-L-S Yeah Sells 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 The salesman Sells She sells that, I feel that's like a French name Sells French inspired French inspired. Yeah. French Canadian. There you go. French Canadian. Hey, Shouts boot it. to Montreal. Okay. <laughs> thank you so much for your donations and check us out at patreon.com slash Asian Not Asian pod. This episode of Asian Not Asian is presented in partnership with Listening Party. Follow the crew on Instagram at Listening Party Presents and at Canal Street Market.